Chris, I'm really keen to start this episode by putting things back on you. I'm feeling a little bit insecure in my position as the person who always talks first in the recording. And so rather than kind of admit that or unpack it, I'm just going to pivot right to asking you if you have any ideas about what we could rank um, this episode. Doesn't matter if you uh, don't, because um, I can take over again if need be, but it's really just about this this fragile, this fraught moment of being the first person to talk into the mic. Um, any ideas? Uh, my first idea is that, like in, internally, I'm screaming. I'm like, Nick, don't, don't break, don't give away the game. Don't tell people that this is a recording or that we're using microphones. It kills the magic. And I'm like, well, <laughs> I don't know what what else people would think is happening. I could <laughs> couldn't imagine. We're not in your home, obviously. Well, we don't know unless we are when on... you're playing it back. In which case, hi, hello. Um... Can I have some cold water? <laughs> I'll have some hot Just try water. Try so my future self having to ask. Once we get into the future, who knows how this has been archived? Um, it could be people could just be brushing against a membranous wall and have like everything that we're saying suddenly kind of move through them like a chill. In which case, they might not have reference for um, microphones and recording. So I guess the question of how much to talk uh, metatextually about what we're doing will remain forever unresolved. But the question of whether you have an idea of what to rank, there's still a chance, 50-50, that it may get resolved. There's also um, something else that you're missing, which is we're not really accounting for future changes in technology. So, like we, like our whole conception of reality could be obsolete by the time this podcast comes True. out you know, and you know maybe some magnetic explosion, scientists out there know what I'm talking about, where, um, <laughs> where time loses its linear linear experience to the human brain and um you know just even the fact that we sequence things just seems old hat and, and a bit lame i'd feel safe to assume i i do have an idea let's why don't we do time yeah great yeah well we haven't done time we haven't done time we're overdue we haven't done, we haven't done time <laughs> Thank you, Luke, and welcome, listeners, to the Rank Ideas podcast, the greatest podcast in the world, because it's got Nick DeLatovic and myself, Chris Endry, on our quest to rank every human idea in our ever-expanding list in order from best to worst. And today, in exactly the right spot, at exactly the right time, we're going to put in the concept of time. And I guess we'll, we should start off by, um, as we always do, d- defining the thing, the terms of what it is that we're looking at. Nick, do you want to give us a crack? Let me welcome everybody to the Wild Wild Pod, this podcast from the Phantom Zone, like Emperor Zod. It's really the simplest part of the podcast that we do here, the defining of the idea. Um, time, easy to define, piece of cake, stand back. Watch me wind up. So time is time is the premise, is the is the concept that the events that and incidents that take place are arranged in a flow in a flow that is observable, that is analyzable. Basically, it's analysis of what we what appears to be happening from our perspective, which is that things happen quote unquote one after the other uh, sequentially. And uh, from that observation, from that idea of linear linear time going through, which is that, okay, things are moving inexorably forward, inexorably forward, sorry. Once we observe that, we as humans who are gifted with the ability to imagine things as other than they are, we start to posit 
the idea of what if time could flow backwards? What if we could freeze it? What are the moments that make up time? We start to wonder and be curious about what are the components and functionality and mechanics that are making up what we experience as time? How much of it is stuff that's happening out there? How much of it is stuff that's happening inside us? I guess what I'm getting at is that um, once we start to observe the flow of events, for want of a better term, we start to have analysis of it and we start to have a concept of it, which is time, and we start to think about counterfactuals. What am I missing from that, Chris, or have I done it in a um, in a way that you would challenge or improve upon? Uh, I think I think maybe a missing element is that, um, it, and this is not missing, just missing for us to determine, which is um, I don't think it's in our interest to, but we're not, um, we're ranking it as an idea. We're not ranking, um, you know, the metaphysical uh, measurement or, or properties thereof. We're looking at um, how we interact with time. And I think probably then the main thing to say is we're doing it from our own cultural lens, which is which is um, maybe more important for this one than others, given uh, I can imagine Dimension. that there'd be a lot of historical and, yeah, intercultural divergences maybe. That's why I think it's rankable. Like the fact that we know yeah. for, for a fact that there, that different human cultures have conceived of their observations of how they're moving through existence differently, that time, that our um, particular conception of time and what is popular in popular culture isn't the only way that people have thought about it or could think about it. So yeah, that's, that's what makes it a separate rankable idea rather than just a kind of, because the idea is number that, three. Yeah, the, exactly. The ideas that we have, um, not prioritized in the ranking where we're like, oh, that's just a kind of labeling of an observable reality. Time, time. it's easy for us to think it is, but it's not, not quite. And um, that idea, so I think you're, you're right, Chris, and I, I think actually a little bit of talking at the start about our, not just our particular cultural zone around what time is, but also even just our personal attitudes towards the concept of time, like probably has a bit more use this episode than some of the other episodes. But yeah, if this is your first episode, we always have to do this bit of deciding whether we're ranking the idea in terms of, oh, we're ranking how good or bad that thing is to have as part of the imagination space of stuff you could do or use, or where, as is the case with this, with time, we're ranking whether it's useful to have, whether this idea as a conceptual capture of the thing it's trying to capture is how how good or bad it is, and then we're ranking it against the list. Um but yeah, I mean, Chris, how would you, if if really putting the annoying thing on you, um, mm. how how do you, th- what do you think the kind of the conception of time in this cultural pocket that you and I are conditioned into? What do you think the key traits of it are? Um, or you can jump straight to what you think the pros and cons of it are. I think we might be at maybe one of the most annoying points um, for conceptualizing of time um, because we have. Um, I guess a rudimentary scientific understanding of of it as a you know as a force and what what its what what its existence is and you know we have we have at least a um, you know we have a a collective engagement with the ideas of um, of space time and um, and and uh, even just you know uh, counter reality ideas of time travel and things like that that perhaps didn't exist. For a lot of um, human societies, but I, I don't know. I, I don't know if that's true, but I, I, I feel like um, we have more tools of measurement and um, weight of uh, 
leaning upon those socially than perhaps other societies or or um, other eras. And I, but at the same time, um, we I don't think we have exhaust. We don't. Sorry, I know we don't have exhaustively accurate mappings or um, conceptions of these things. So uh, I, I feel like we're in this sort of the uncanny shit valley of like having a kind of authority to a type of time, but also um, that being imperfectly placed. I, I don't know. It's a, a, The reason I a thought of time was actually not just because of our um, conversation um, at the start, but I, I've been thinking about it a bit lately, how a lot of our measurements, our fixed measurements, um, don't seem to correspond to the experienced reality of those um of those tools, which is so interesting because they exist. I mean, they, they have lots of different functions, but one of the functions that they have is to give a like by like measurement um, for your own existence that, so you can um, navigate things in a shorthand. Um, it's, uh, sorry, I should be more specific so it's not, not too abstract, but I, I've been thinking a lot about temperature as well. Like I, I find that um, temperature is such a bad measurement of temperature like like sure. which which is silly to say um because you and 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 it's not because like it's not because there's a mat- not a material reality that's being described but you know in as i'm i'm not checking the temperature because i'm curious to know um about uh, you know how will my soil be affected by the day or something like that that's that's not my remit and most people's remit is um you know like well what's the you know i check the temperature because i want to know what my experience reality is going to be like um, yeah. in this day and, and 24 degrees can mean so many different things in different places. Like that's why they have sort of like the real feel attached. Cause like it's just, it's a known thing. It's like, well, it just doesn't really capture what it's like to be in this day. And I think, I think time's another one of those where, um, you know, we have like, it's, it's, it seems so stupid and obvious to say, so forgive me, but like, you know, there's like two hours are not equal. Like, um, you know, in your own day, if you if you do if you're doing the same task for eight hours, you're not you're never actually doing the same task for eight hours. Those eight hours are not going to be um, even in their experience. They're not going to be even in their productivity or their their focus or their uh, um, enjoyment. Um, and I think that having unitary measurements that we divide things into, if they're used beyond their um, the limits of their function, then they're they can take away from your capacity to navigate things and um, and to keep sort of your experience of things at the center of how you make decisions. And um, yeah, I agree. So, I, the, so I'm kind of against it a little bit. The thing you're hitting on the head is the idea that subjectivity of our experience of time is something that everyone has a bit of a grasp of. Like, for mm-hmm. instance, what you were just saying, that if you work on something for eight hours without a break, for instance, then your experience of each hour is going to be compounded by that experience of duration, as opposed to if you did, you know, took a few breaks. The me at this stage in my life, my experience of time is just functionally uh, sped up compared to when I was a kid. And the percentage of my life that any moment was was uh, greater, and so you know, time passed would pass with interminable slowness. Nowadays, like I never get bored. There's no time to get bored. Everything just moves really fast by comparison, and it's just in comparison to all of that accumulated time. I think everyone has a grasp of those sorts of things, and every and people default to like, oh yeah, but you know, there's that subjectivity, and yeah, that's interesting. It's kind of semi interesting to talk about. Maybe, maybe, maybe not, depending on how you're thinking about it. But you know, but there's time. Like, there's still that. It's still an hour or a second or whatever. And to me, I'm yeah. like, well, I'm like, well, if you're having, if your model, if you're having to 
make so many exceptions for subjectivity of experience and elasticity of experience in that model. And then the more you find out about, you know, scientific inquiry into it, the more, the more relativity you find in the concept of time. At some point, there's the idea of like, do you just update it to a better idea of itself? And I mean, if we, this is a, this is a wacky on paper analogy to draw, but I mean, we were pretty hard on journalism when we ranked journalism and that one, we got some specific heat from in the response because we were down on it without having fully imagined what would replace it, but we were still confident to imagine a good enough replacement based on the deficiencies of journalism that we could, again, we didn't smash it down to the bottom of the list, but we put it in that kind of, in the third, in the third quarter down this, you know, top of the bottom of the list on the idea that, yes, we are so confident that this is a improve uponable model that you cannot elevate it on the basis that it is that it is necessary in and of itself um, compared to other ideas on the list. And time has a bit of that feeling for me. Um, I always yeah, think me about, too, I think. So, sorry, I, it's, I, I feel implicated in a funny way around this because I am probably outlier kind of a bit like obsessed with time and I definitely use it as a way, like ever, when I was a small child, I was very fixated on what the time is. Like, I know for a lot of people, uh, a stress point in their life is an inability to keep track of time. I'm kind of at the outlier opposite end. I'm kind of always keeping track of exactly what minute of the day it is in a slightly, yeah, in a slightly strange way. And, um, you, you know, tracking units and measurement of time when I was a kid was really, that was the, that was what I was hanging my whole sense of control of things over. And, um, I remember having a funny experience when, um, daylight savings time came around one time when I was like four or five and I got really stressed about it. Like I was like, no, 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 no. Because it's very funny. Sorry. Little kid, like mum was just talking about changing the clocks and I was like, we can't change the clocks. And at one point mum just got a little short with me and she was like, time isn't made by God, Nicholas. And you know, it's not that I had thought it had been made by God per se, but she did she re she I realized that I did have a misapprehension. Little kid me was like, oh like I clearly had a concept of time as this sacris as this objective real thing that was happening and that, you know, that you didn't want to be smoke screened or diverted away from. But um, you know, so that disabused me of that. But still something something about my personality and how I'm put together, the 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 use of the units of time as a way to organize myself and to organize my sense of life is very central to me. Um more more so than I than I observe in a lot of other people. And um, it's kind of a, like, it's this kind of humming zone of attention the whole time. And, you know, it's functional up to a point, but I do think about what would, what there would be to gain if I could disrupt that a bit or a lot, you know, as a, as an organizing thing. I also remember when I was a kid uh, watching the pilot episode of Star Trek Deep Space Nine. And the whole plot of that is the captain gets uh, sucked into a dimension where aliens are trying to communicate with him, but they don't live in linear time. So they're trying to get him to explain it. And so it's a bunch of him. It's him like they, they summon up a, uh, like a baseball diamond and he's like pitching baseballs to try and teach them about, about linear time. But obviously the floor of like humans, like humans trying to write a scene, trying to write aliens that don't exist in linear time and completely failing. Like the aliens still clearly are communicating in linear time and the whole thing doesn't quite work. But as a kid, I was watching and being like, how would you actually, how would you actually depict like non-linearity, um, as a thing that creatures were doing and are there creatures doing it? And, and then you went on to write and direct the film Tenet. (laughs) 
That little boy. <laughs> that little boy. And there's yes, I also, if only if only that Star Trek episode had um, taught me more about, uh, made me think more about how to deal with sound mixing in a generation where people <laughs> uh, have trained themselves to only watch things with the subtitles. Anyway, it's yeah, I, I think uh, that's really interesting, and uh, like I wouldn't have thought that about you, but now that you say it, it's ob- it's obvious. Um, it's kind of obvious, I, right? I, yeah, and I'm I'm glad that that's the case because. Um, I think uh, I would be because of my own relationships. It would, would be a little bit too tempted to to um, slip off the utility elements, which are which are totally real and and irreplaceable. Like I, I don't think that you could, um, you know, it's a useful thing to be able to say, "Hey, meet me at two o'clock at at um, this place or whatever," you know, and and I'll get this to you by four, and um, you know, trainings on six, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Like they're 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 things of great utility um, that are that allow for an enormous number of things. But I think by virtue of their existence, you also upvote this kind of, like, it's hard to see, it's hard to me imagine a society that simultaneously has that and then also um, can have a well-mapped conception that, like, you know, okay, so you spent, so if your proclivity is to look at the time and to know what the time is, you know, and have a sense of that to the point where um, that, that being altered was distressing to you, if you had never known about time and never seen a clock um, by that same age, exactly. what would, you, what would exactly. your points of interest be? Be like, oh, the sun's over here, or like, you know, this activity is happening now, or some some other things that, that potentially are, are more. Um, Where does my body feel uh, yeah, relative to yeah. relative to energy versus fatigue, for instance? Exactly. Like, I would love to go a month without any engagement with time and to see like what that feels like, like. I, because I, I, have, I think you would immediately be you'd, be you'd be aware like of the things that you are aware of anyway, but don't prioritize. Which is that um, oh, a day in winter is fundamentally different to um, a day in summer in terms of how you experience time. And you could lean into it more. Like I guess the, yeah, the thing that yeah, the thing the, that the opportunities thing that, and, and, and people do, but sometimes I feel like the idea of um, you know uh, defining things as units of time, the eight-hour workday, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, it it has been it's not the cause but it's kind of the handmaiden of um a lot of human kind of industrial drive to create a uniformity of experience pretend there's that you can overlay a uniformity of action over things like the seasons that you can maintain the same sort of work day across the seasons that you can you know even just the light the the sense that productivity of different types should be the same um across the seasons or across different uh days or even across different times of day. Yeah, exactly. And uh, like, I, I, I mean, it, it might think you might think, okay, well, like, I think I'm pretty sure I have a good sense of the difference between, you know, I don't confuse seven to eight in the morning in July with seven to eight in the morning in December and think it's the same experience or whatever. Like I understand that, but at the same time, think about in yourself or everyone, you know, how many of them do jobs where the only metric through which they're, they're measured on is what they produce, which is surely the point of of work like people talking about valorizing or quantifying the benefit of of work in terms of how many hours you do uh how much time you put into it even you know but 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 even even just the baseline you know condition of your employment is like that you have to do something for a certain amount of time or have to be present across a particular time or you know things that um which is not necessarily for certain for many many jobs which shouldn't shouldn't even be a consideration i remember when i had staff 
you know, just to paint the picture, it was in the public service. So it's not, not a, an imaginable experience that sometimes by 3.30 they'd have nothing to do. And I, I would be like, what are you doing? Like, get out of here. I don't care about you needing to be. Like, it doesn't mean anything to me for you to pretend to work for the next 90 minutes so that you can, you know, meet a particular time requirement. Yeah. I give a pretty, so, you know, my main uh, job is doing, uh, working as a gym coach and doing training. And I, when people ask me how long the session, if they're starting to work with me and they're like, how long are the sessions? I give a very obnoxious answer because even with my relative time obsession fixation, I have seen the need to push on this where I'm like, hey, look, a PT session with someone, I go, it's about an hour, like expect about an hour. I'll give you that because I know you have to schedule this into your life because we, we're we all scheduling, but also it's a unit of training. Like you're coming to me for a unit of training and I want to judge that as what is useful and we're going to have to judge that in the moment a bit. And so it'll be a bit less or a bit longer. And I mean, and I'll say to him, I'm like, if that seems like a really snivelly distinction and I'm wasting your time talking about it, I'm not because I want to decouple you from the idea that the benefit of uh, what I'm, what I'm getting, what you're getting from me is measured in minutes. Like it's, it shouldn't be. And it's actually a yeah. bit insidious if you do. So yeah, you've, that's, you've just reminded me that I do that. So I guess there is, I guess I've found some Cause level, awareness because you're engaging with what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I yeah. think most people have that, but it's, it's easier. It's easy, particularly in domains in which you're not expert or in which you're not in control of the entire um, parameters to default into a usage and conception of time as being an even smooth thing that will determine, will be the key determinant of um, how something will go when it's it's but one of many elements. And so this is suggesting it's not like absolute bottom material because no, it seems, it's nowhere near it's, bottom. It's, it's really critical. Yeah, and it's critical, and also it's it's adjustable. Like, and I think there are some other ideas on the list where we've said where we've been like, okay, we can even though we have theoretical arguments for all its flaws, there's also demonstrably people are just making common sense adjustments to it every day in a way that suggests that. Uh, the col- that people's that the collective human understanding of its limitations isn't is is, o- is okay-ish, even if it. I think we are finding that it's not as that that the collective intuition of its limitations isn't as good as it could be, but it's still not it's not terrible. Um, people no, are, I, I think it's really I think it's really good, and oddly, it's it's kind of like a antihero to story or something, which is an idea which is like you know full of flaws, but. Um, just such a fundamentally useful way of getting a particular job done. Um, yeah. Uh, and not just useful, but like, you know, it's a delivery all these system. Other things that we really like. And, 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 and story again, I guess the difference. Yeah. Story is one where you go, Oh, that's a story is currently at number four. And again, like yeah. when we, when we ranked it, I roasted the hell out of it because I'm like, well, it's the delivery system for all human ills, but also it is just the delivery system for humankindness in a way. And, it is hard to imagine a better one. Journalism, where we were like, we really can imagine a better one, that that a better one could exist, is down at 83. This is out of 125 ideas so far. Other interesting ideas on the psychology? list. Psychology? I think psychology is one worth mentioning. Psychology is is currently at 20, 40, 58. So, you know, coming uh, down. The reason I bring that up is because it's it was an idea that reminded me of what you were talking about earlier, which is, okay, we can see how there are lots of, things that we don't necessarily like about it now, but as an endeavor, you know, a, a, you know, a different construction of it and with more time. Um, yes, exactly. You know, there's a, there's a, there's a, there's a different utility to, to it. And that's then, what, um, that's what yeah. keeping it currently still in the top half. Obviously we have history at 16. So, you know, a high, 
um, a high value on the idea of even, and that's an interesting one because history, obviously, like time, um, is incredibly subjective, bounded, limited, um, contestable, negotiable. It's not there's not just some objective thing that you can connect to, um, but we found that even its subjective, flawed self is still an is still an incredibly useful tool. Just such a broad based useful tool tool in terms of like just looking at what's going on. And then the other thing, the other one that intersects in a funny way with it is uh, seven uh, out of 125 ideas we have hanging out, which, you know, listen to that episode. What a great episode. Um, But yeah, like we value that idea of unmetered time spent or unmetered activity spent, you know, where like that is hanging out is the opposite of one where you are like, you know, you might still be thinking, oh, we're going to hang out from this time to this time. But really, there's there's a really defining sense of, oh, the, t- the time in between the start and the end is going to be, um, yeah, is going to be taken off of that kind of meter and that pulse that is going to be attack- attached to ideas like um, productivity or predict- even just predictive models, like overly predictive models of what is good or bad to do. Um, and it's going to be- Time more is more something that interrupts hanging out. <laughs> Yes, yes, I would say so in my experience. And I, I know I've bounced us to the list earlier than normal. I'm not um, saying that we need to no, rush No, no, I think, there, I think but- we almost could go to the list. Uh, I'm not against it because I think um, and because uh, I think it very quickly helps us have the conversations about, um, you know, what, what, are the, what are the benefits um, that are bound to the concept? Yes. So... An interesting one, 20, 40, at 41, we have cause and effect, which that was, that's kind of the closest, almost the closest idea to it, closer than history, the idea of like, oh, having us that, you know, we found that having that more bounded basic idea of, you know, a, 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 a cause results in a consequence of that cause and that, you know, having a sense of causal chains as a way as a way to understand what's going on in the universe and, a, and an actual capture of what's going on in the universe is, a, you know, currently 40, 41st best idea tool to, out of the ones we've got. So do we think, t- so obviously time is a much kind of bigger encompassing idea and cause and effect is a kind of tight one. And um, we've really found, a, and I don't think as we've been ranking ideas, there's been no really reliable way of knowing when the smaller, more bounded idea is going to end up above or below the more global idea. It really is case by case. Mm. But what do you, what do you think about with this one, Chris? Well, I, I think that there's a whole architecture of experienced reality that as we, we have in our lives and things that are in the world that just can't exist without the groundwork of um, a, a uniform conception of time. Um, yep. the, 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 the risk is, is just, um, where that gets elevated to like a, a, a Godhead above its station. So yep. I, I still, I think it's, um, I think it's a tool that's more, u- it's far more useful than cause and effect, which is not to say that cause and effect isn't an extremely useful. No. So um, I mean, tool. in terms of starting from the top and finding a hard ceiling. So again, it's always fun mm. to just burn through bits of the list and give the listenership an update on where things are at. So from the top. Um, number number one idea is sharing. Going down from that, we have friendship, jokes, story, generosity, self-awareness. These are all great episodes. You should go back and check them out if you haven't heard them. Hanging out, cooperation, adaptability, teaching, criticism, freedom, 
beauty. Criticism feels like a hard ceiling for me. Absolutely. Like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I was going to I was going to posit that even without knowing what number it was. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, in terms of just what what you're using to have an under, not just have an understanding but a navigation of your reality and your community. So, I mean, that still leaves us with a big chunk like almost 20 ideas in between. So, going for a quick burn through these ideas, underneath criticism you have freedom, beauty, limits, creativity, history, reverence and irreverence as a dual idea, rules, values, art, consistency, competition, scientific method, true or false, authority, law, immortality, moving. I think it's above these now. Yeah, yeah. I think it's above. What do you think? I think it's above scientific method. Yeah. Yeah. So then so then I think I think it may end up being like uh like the concept that it's adjacent to could end up having a big gap. That could be filled over. Agreed. Time. Yeah. Yeah. This yeah. this little this little run of ten ideas feels like a real part of the list where there's a lot of ideas that are going to fill in between mm-hmm. these. Like any 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 two of these ideas could have like a thousand ideas in between. So again, so that's but that's got it down to eleven ideas, little eleven idea bands. So again, coming back up from scientific method, competition, consistency, art, values, rules, reverence, irreverence, history, creativity. Limits, beauty, freedom. Intuitions there, Chris. I do like all those ideas. Me too. It's, dev- it's definitely below beauty. Yeah, yeah. Well, under that is history. So that I mean, that's a fun. That's a fun one to that's just funny. talk yeah. talk out. <laughs> yeah. Which which do we think is better? I feel like. I think history. I think history is better. Yeah. Again, is it, so that's the case. It's on one level. It's kind of more bounded. Yeah. I. D- <laughs> um, and like I there's a wealth think... of miracles that exist only because of time, but those miracles are not ones that I would replace with having a capacity to understand why. Totally, one might find things worth doing or not doing. And as we said at the start, if anyone anyone who's listening is like, well, you can't understand history without a basic understanding of time, and it's, we would say that's wrong. Like our the version of yeah. time that we're talking about is not the only way to understand the flow of events, let alone the idea that there is history beforehand. Well. Under that is reverence of reverence and rules. I do love rules, and by yeah, that rule, I mean, yeah. yeah, by that I mean, you know, rules as as their as its best self, which is you know a real um, a, a deliberate uh, fabrication construction of a set of um, like strict navigation boundaries and um, sort of yeah uh, shared group commitments and promises, you know, the rules are great because they're made up. And so that version of rules that we've elevated feels like it really value adds. Like I like the idea of having that above time because, it, again, it's another tool towards understanding yeah, the sure. subject subjectivity. Limits for the same reason. Yeah, um, that's it. So we, yeah, and so limits as well above that. So I guess then that's, um, I mean, values and art has both also have the ability to add that sense of, like ex- ex- expressive subjectivity, a sense of what f- what might feed into your understanding of time above time, but is yeah, but I'm less value values are too high for me to put time above. I think um, yeah. So really, so now we've just got art, consistency, and competition. What do you think? I mean, they're all they're all great ideas. That's why we're at this end of this. So yeah, we're not, yeah. Um, you know, for all the negative things that we discussed about time, it's not. It's it's more about uh, if time is if you if you have if you re- rank time above friendship or hanging out things are gonna be shit house in your life. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Whereas if you rank time above um, 
you know, cheating or whatever. You're like, oh, well. Yeah, yeah. That's a, that sounds like it could be rewarding for you. Indeed. What do you think? I mean, I, I think I think um, the question for me is is art probably because is it consistency? Yeah, That's consistency and comp- and competition underneath consistency. I feel like, um, yeah, I f- feel like we can probably safely say that a conception of time is going to va- above is going to value add consistency and competition in terms of how you understand and use them. I think. Yeah, so I then, think you're completely. Yeah, right. and so then it is whether it's better or worse than art. It's so funny. Like I'm such a funny person to be thinking about this because literally, I've never. I don't know if I've ever talked about it uh, much to anyone. But yeah, this the this sense of how central, like time, the clock, you know, um, the like granular kind of um, division of chunks of time is to the way I like is is you know how central to my brain that is is the way to navigate and you know all of I'm someone who's obsessively doing arts practice stuff and the mechanic of time is so much about how I approach doing that. Like, and you know, in, in ways that are just practically useful, the scheduling part, the, you know, this, the breaking up, particularly the sort of code switching between different types of art projects that I might do in a single day. Um, there's a, there's a sense of like, well, I have control of, I, I have control of my relationship with the clock in a certain way that is like, you know, it controls me a bit. I control it a bit. It's a high functioning codependency, but also, you know, it's pretty reductive. And the sense of um, what it does for the shaping of my arts practice is both really potent, and then also, you know, the potency means that there's limitations around it. So I almost feel like I have to kick this one more to you, uh, definitively this time, Chris. I think all in all, I prefer the. I feel like I, uh, my my natural instinct is to put art above time, but I think that that's probably only because of my personal taste. I think that I'd be I'd quickly regret it if I lived in a society that. I'm just trying to think of what art captures. Like you know, you know, if if we if you don't have art, but you have conceptions of um, you know how to meter out your time. No, that's yeah. No, I think art has to go above it. I think that's the final spot for it. Yeah, great. It's it's just bring- just because just because and like it's 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 the reason I've, I've shied from it is because it's a bit tedious um, to to be like well would you want to live in a world that didn't have music where you had um, ten like would I swap having ten million dollars now for music for never being able to listen to music again or play music or whatever I would you know you wouldn't even think about it or and it's you know pick whatever your thing is that you like to. To exchange with, I think I think there's a there's a transcendence that is in art that isn't in time, and it's 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 cruel to pitch them against each other. But um, that's, that's what we're doing. That, we're in a we're in a cruel business. The ranking we're in a game. Cru- we're in a cruel business, and I think going back to our art episode and what we talked about when we ranked it kind of brings calm to that because obviously the thing that's cringe the the thing that's cringe about being like oh when you. Uh, rather have a wristwatch than a a, a Gauguin in Sunset. your uh, exactly. Um, with when we ranked art, we were happily uncoupling it from the sense of our you know this current version of human society and the conventional art forms that have built up as the cat you know as the categories of what art is, and the the version of art that we ranked was much more that sense of like having a um, bringing a sense of transcendental. Uh, to a 
you know, like literally um, similar to sport. Art is like sport. It is a cultural form and overlay you can put over anything and, mm, uh, yeah. cre- you know, create a sense, you know, create a sense of artistic investigation. Basically, you can analyze and investigate things in a bunch of ways. And one of those is in a artistic way. And we uh, found that to be, yeah, that's what we were ranking as being so high. And I think when you put it like that, that as a way, as a lens to approach the idea of time and to be over the top of time, it's, yeah, that's kind of no brainery really. Um, and still, um, of pretty fantastic showing, uh, for now, uh, for time, obviously, as you say, like the amount of, you know, once we've ranked, um, a Googleplex ideas, who knows where it's going to end up down on the list. But yeah. at the moment it's coming in at the new 21, which out of now 126 ideas not bad. is not bad indeed. And was a media one. I, I admit like this, I, I thought it was a great idea, uh, when you posited it, um, 30 something minutes ago, but the, um, there was with, when it is these things that are trying to capture something so global, there is the fear of being like, mm-hmm. Oh, is this actually like too dry to be a sparsely rankable topic? Like, is there, is, is this enough of a concept more than just an observation of a, th- of a thing that's lying around? Um, yeah, but it's clearly super a concept and super contestable and Absolutely. super negotiable. But also, yeah. but I think I think the other thing that protects a high ranking is it's contestable and investigatable in a in a really fun way as well. Um, like there's a lot of um, literally just how many how much people like to imagine uh, weird stuff about time um, or just extrapolate the the weird stuff that is happening with time into just um, you know. Uh, narratives and imagination into into things that aren't happening and never will happen, but that you get to imagine it um, is that's on its own is pretty uh, is a hoot. And um, I think I mean, that's protect- why art, that's why art's above time, Nick. That's why art's above time, Nick. That said, to balance the force, if if I could trade, you know, ninety five percent of all the art I've ever experienced to make sure that nobody was ever more than 10 minutes late for any time I had to meet them. I, I would do it. <laughs> Sorry, <don't say. laughs> I, the whole time we've been doing this, I've been like, don't get into punctuality too much because I'm excited for the day that we just rank punctuality. Yeah, that's great. And I'm not even, I'm not even particularly into punctuality as you know. So. Yeah. But yeah, you're, you're okay. Like there are levels to that game, but yeah. Yeah. I, yeah but again, that's, that's going to be its own whole fun one. I, you know, add it to the list. Indeed. I'm going to add to the list and Wet people's appetite for f- future episodes, which again will not be relevant as a concept to most of our listenership, which is people in the far future just um, experiencing us uh, by eating a grub that we are encoded <laughs> in the cells of. That's true. Lotion, this lotion, this lotion. Sometimes commotion, sometimes no commotion.